Hi everybody, I'm Josh. And I'm Brett. If you're looking for a different horror podcast, one that stands out from the rest... Well, don't look here. (laughs) Absolutely not. Every week we talk about our favorite horror movies and some of our favorite aspects of those horror movies. So that's something that interests you? Check us out. The only thing that sets us apart is that it's us. So if you like the sound of our voices... Check us out at the Evil Desk Podcast. Wherever it is that you find podcasts. I'm a sea king, a CGI thing. I'm here to eat and bare my teeth and shake a tail fin. A bikini babe, catching a road wave. A big surprise, I'm gonna rise and flash my tooth cave. All the buff dudes, safe on the beach food. They're gonna need a bigger boat and bears real soon. I'm a sea king, a CGI thing. I'm here to eat and bare my teeth and shake a tail fin. everybody welcome back to another episode of bucket of chum the shark movie podcast as always i'm your host steve coast and this week we are talking about 2021's noah shark directed by mark polonia it's about to get biblical up in this bitch yeah so we got another polonia brothers movie this week it's just as confusing as the last one i did which i believe was shark encounters of the third kind so just as confusing spoiler alert uh let's dive into the poster expectations right off the bat here So, it's literally just a fucking shark under Noah's Ark. I just want a shark attacking Noah's Ark from the Bible. That's all I I want. But I have my doubts, because it's a Polonia Brothers movie. The posters typically don't match, which is kind of why I started this whole poster expectations thing. But hey, maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe. I'm not. (laughs) But anyways, there's not much else to talk about, so let's dive in. We started off seeing an animation of Noah's shark and a shark fin swimming by in the water, and then some stock footage of the ocean while lightning flashes, and now we see through the lens of a camera as a priest, Father Benna, talks about a young girl who is possessed and he plans to exorcise the demon. The doorbell rings and the girl Amy and her mother comes into the priest's house. Uh, Amy is like a 25-year-old. When they were first talking about her, they made it seem like, oh, yeah, this child is possessed. Oh, and like their mother is coming. So I'm like, oh, yeah, it's going to be like some little girl. No, it's like some fully grown ass woman who brought her mother along. Who brings their mother along to an exorcism? Pussies. The mother asks if she should leave the house and the priest tells her to come back later. And this is where we learn that they're filming for a reality TV show. Amy starts telling her mother that the priest abuses her and she's like, oh, spank me. I've been bad. I've been a bad demon girl. It's obviously the demon talking. It's not her. But the mother gets upset, takes her daughter and leaves. And I'm like, if the fucking mother knows this girl is possessed, then she knows that she's going to be spouting nonsense. Like, that's the whole reason they're fucking here. Like, idiots. The cameraman, played by Mark Polonia himself, says, I think your show just got canceled. And then we look at the door and we see Amy standing there and in a very demonic voice, she says, Better luck next time, priest. The priest asks the cameraman if he got that and the cameraman's like, got what? So somehow the cameraman didn't fucking see this or hear this demonic lady at the door. Amazing. Bennett goes outside saying he's finished and he hears a loud groan. I don't know what it is. I'm I'm assuming maybe it's the shark groan he's hearing. But again, I honestly don't fucking know. 
And then this is where we get some biblical nonsense. And we learn there's a curse from Noah and something about a witch. Like there, like I said, there is a lot of knowledge dumped here and I can't follow all of it. I'm sure some of it is ripped right from the Bible, which just makes it even more nonsensical. So yeah, I'm not fucking reciting all that shit. You want to hear it? Go read the fucking Bible. There's plenty of them around, I'm sure. We learn that one of Noah's sons meets with a demon shark, which appears to be a puppet shark of some sort. So, you know, it's the Polonia Brothers. We're going to get some practical and CG mixed in here. The practical's not going to look amazing, but hey, at least it's practical. For now. And so this puppet shark thing uh, wanted to be on the Ark, but Noah had already chosen two to go on the Ark. So right away, um, why are there sharks on Noah's Ark? They live in water. The flood is probably not a danger to them, but, you know, fuck me, what do I know? The shark makes a deal with the son, so he snuck him onto Noah's Ark, and then Noah finds out and knocks his son down, and the demon shark betrays the son and then eats him. Noah grabbed his other sons and pushed the shark and this fourth son overboard, and that they say that they must never speak of it ever again. And this whole time, this is being narrated by Father Benna, and now we're in a recording studio where he was recording this whole voiceover. And he argues with the director about some of the things that he read, but the director assures him it's very accurate. He then goes on to say that he found or was gifted um, the Book of the Witch of Endor that was talked about in this uh, lore voiceover dump. And so, yeah, this old lady gifted it to him, and it has the location of where the Ark landed. And then he says he has a piece of wood from the Ark that some explorer who had the book before him grabbed from the site. The director takes Benna downstairs and shows him this piece of wood. Benna is pretty skeptical at first and asks, like, why the old lady's relatives, like, didn't bring back more of the Ark. And he says, ah, because he came back with one arm, so it's hard to lug things around. And he goes, one arm, you say? Oh, yeah, gee, I wonder how that happened in this movie called Noah's Shark. Spoilers alert, it's the shark. Benna touches the wood, and we hear, like, weird heartbeat noises... And Benna says it sounds funny, and he doesn't know what this is. And then he appears to have some sort of vision of the shark killing someone and blood dripping on the wooden plank. So Benna now fully believes it after touching the wood, and oh yeah, this Book of the Witch, again, is called the Book of the Witch of Endor, which is the name of the fucking planet from Return of the Jedi. I just had to throw that out there, it's just, it's just something that got to me. Benna goes on about how the road to Endor is the craziest road of all, and he says the prophecy of the witch is real because this wood is possessed. Yeah, possessed wood. That's what we're fucking starting off with. I think my wood's possessed in the morning because it's always standing straight up. God damn. He says if they want to find out the truth about Noah's fourth son and the demon, that he has to get to work. He grabs a cross and he heads back to the wood and starts performing an exorcism or something. The director watches him and doesn't seem to be taking it too seriously until the fucking wood just spontaneously combusts. The priest continues the exorcism, the director is freaked out, and we see glimpses of the shark and the flames as the exorcism continues, and then the wood finally stops burning, and then there's a mouse on the floor, and then all of a sudden Brenna fucking squishes it, and he gives a long-winded story of Jesus putting an evil spirit into a herd of pigs and then, like, slaughtering them... Long story short, the evil was in the mouse, so he killed the mouse. 
Why? Because fuck us, that's why. Ben asks where the book is, and the director says it's back at his place, and Ben says he needs to read it before they can go and find the Ark. Then we see more images of the witch, which is a red-headed woman in black, and I'm fucking positive that most of this is stock footage because I don't really think we see him or any other character really interacting with this person. So I'm kind of convinced it's stock footage because the quality of the footage is vastly different, at least in some shots. I'm okay. So I'm thinking there's stock footage and some footage of a redhead that they shot, but it's not the same redhead. That's what I'm going with. Yeah. Fucking wild. And now we're with someone giving a voiceover, talking about the quest for the Ark. Uh, and they have the Book of the Witch of Endor. And it's the fucking dude from Doll Shark and Cocaine Shark, dude, that super charismatic guy. Yeah, he's back. Yay. And so he's doing this whole voiceover while he's writing in his journal. He sees someone standing not too far in a black robe, and the figure wanders off as this dude follows through the forest for a while. The man reaches the hooded figure... And we see it's the witch. And he's like, oh, my muse. And then suddenly he wakes up and he's on Noah's Ark, which looks an awful lot like the inside of a barn. Because it's shot from the inside of a barn. It, it's fine. They, I understand it's low budget. You got to do what you got to do. I'm just saying. He continues his voiceover that the witch was like an angel guiding him to his destination. He explores the Ark a little bit and we see him attempting to rip off a board so this is the origin story of the haunted wood. Ooh. He starts to leave and he's not carrying the wood with him. He heads to the water and starts drinking from it. We see a like super quick glimpse of a shark fin and then it fucking jumps up and attacks him and his arm is bleeding like just a little bit like for such a violent fucking attack it's like ah oh, man what an inconvenience this scratches. But apparently it's worse than a fucking scratch because he finds his knapsack, he grabs a hatchet from it, and chops his fucking arm off. I am not entirely sure why he felt this was necessary. I kind of feel like he could have, you know, made a tourniquet and saved it, but he was just like, huh, got a scratch, better cut it off, chomp. And so now we see him walking along, and now he's dragging this piece of wood as he continues his voiceover. Back with Father Benna, the director and the cameraman come into his house with a camera, and they say they're going to Mount Ararat to find Noah's Ark. So, the best way for them to do that is to go through Iran. <laughs> Good fucking luck. Because even the director is like, yeah, they don't really like us there, do they? And I'm like, that is correct, good sir. And then he's like, they don't really like us anywhere, do they? And I'm like, uh, well, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of places that don't like Americans. I'm sure there's a lot of places that don't like Canadians too. I live here. I'm not even that fucking fond of us, but that's a whole other thing. Bennett tells them to go home and pack, so they leave. He goes to his bedroom and he turns on his TV and he's watching an episode of his own TV show where he's at an old house on an old burial ground and gives some backstory on it. And it's like, why do we need this? And he literally sits there and watches this thing for like five minutes. And, like, he's watching this show as if he hasn't seen it before or wasn't there while it was happening. Completely fucking insane. And totally unnecessary. It added absolutely nothing to the story. Like, we really... This was just added in for padding. 100%. We see the director leaving the studio, and he answers his phone. 
And it sounds like a loan shark of some sort and says that, you know, when he gets back from this trip, he'll be making bank like crazy. He walks away and right where he was standing, someone wearing a red robe and a dark red mask stands up holding a two gallon jerry can of gas. The robe figure douses the door of the studio and lights it on fire. The director dude is further down the street and he's on his phone again. Uh, this time, this time it's with somebody he met on a dating app. And then he says he'll cast her as Noah's wife. And he says, yeah, Noah had like a hundred of them. But after the first few, you know, the rest are hotties. Fucking what now? What are you talking about? Yeah, you know how it is when you have a hundred wives and you date like 30 ugly ones at first. So then after that, it's nothing but hotties. No, no, that's no, no. We hear fire engines blazing by loudly. The director sees this and realizes that they're heading towards the studio and he runs off. Benna is reading in a chair and we hear the demon voice saying, better luck next time. And excerpts from the Explorer's Journal, who's uh, got this piece of wood from Noah's Ark. The priest has a dream about the shark and then wakes up and the red-robed figure is standing at the foot of his bed. The being says it's a visitation and its voice is like heavily distorted. He says that they should stay clear of Buster, who is the director, and his foolish quest. Bennett says that might be hard to do and then asks who he is and he says to call them Z. And apparently they protect the cursed Ark from being found. He then explains the fourth son we learned about earlier bedded with some demon woman and he was ashamed of it. So he left her on land when the flood started. And then for 40 days and nights, this bitch gave birth. And after the flood receded, the child was finally born. Now this society of Z aims to keep their father's grave a secret. Oh, okay. So this is the mummy with Brendan Fraser and a lot less money and a lot less of a story. But basically... Basically, the figure says the story of the Ark is the plan of the devil, not God. Bennett says he can't accept that interpretation, and the hooded figure says, then you're gonna die. Buster comes in, knocks the figure down, and tells Bennett this dude torched the studio, and he followed him there. He then tries to rip the mask off the robed figure, but it seems like it's like a part of his face or like attached to it in some capacity. So they grab him, and they put him in the trunk of a car, they then drive away to some snowy location and the hooded figure jumps out of the trunk and fucking runs away and Benna and Buster leave, but the hooded figure blocks the car. Like, I don't know what their plan was. Like, they open the trunk, he bounced, and they're just like, well, good enough, and then just decide to leave. Like, would you not try to catch this dude? Like, what was the point in this? I, uh, I don't know. The figure stands in front of the car and says it warned them about the cursed place. It then cuts its arm and then splashes blood on the windshield and says that they are now cursed. Benna and Buster are now back at Benna's drinking coffee and talking about the hooded figure and all the things that it talked about. So they decide that they need protection in case there are more of these guys. So Buster takes them to a shooting range and inside he talks to a girl he knows and says he's sorry the security job didn't work out. Ugh, damn war crimes. Yeah, don't you hate it when you commit war crimes and you can't do your security job anymore? <laughs> Story of my life, man. Buster introduces her to Benna. Her name is Gina, and Buster says they might have the gig for her. So we cut to a snowy forest. Buster Allen and Gina and Benna are running from some soldiers and hiding behind logs as they go, and they're being fucking shot at. Like, what a way to fucking cut. Like, I feel like there's like 20 minutes in between these two things that are missing. God damn. 
So I, I guess they manage to elude the soldiers and they make a campfire and warm up and eat some food. Gina spots something in the woods and walks off and Benna follows her. They come across a skull and Benna says they aren't the only ones who have looked for the Ark and then have like some heart to heart conversation. And then Benna has like flashes of the shark attacking the explorer. And Gina came over to this skull because she said she thought she saw it gleaming. We didn't see this for ourselves and I'm not even sure if, if it was gleaming, like what's the point of this? Again, fucking nonsense. Absolute nonsense. The next day, they walk for a bit, and then they decide to nap for a while so that they can continue at night without the fear of running into patrols. Gina wakes up Buster for some sexy times, and Buster's like, you only want to do this because you think you're going to die. She gets frustrated with his stupidity and leaves, uh, and goes back to the camp, and he's like, oh, what, so this is a bust? Yeah, Buster, you literally just busted yourself, dick. Bennett wakes up and Gina is getting a fire ready and he asks, what about walking at night? And she says, change of plans with no fucking explanation. So they literally just wasted how many hours sleeping during the day to not walk and then not walk at night. Like fucking why? That makes no fucking sense. I'm so fucking lost right now. I don't know what's going on. Gina then gets on Buster's ass to go get some more sticks. She says sticks specifically, not just wood. Like, they're literally just burning little tiny sticks, which is fine, I guess. But I don't know. I just thought it was a little weird. Like, why wouldn't you get, like, bigger pieces of wood? But again, fuck me. What do I know? So he walks through the woods and gathers some sticks and, like, bitches about it under his breath. Like, oh, making me get sticks. As he's gathering, he finds a red mask that, like, one of the robed figures would be wearing, and it's hanging from a tree. He grabs it and brings it back to the camp and shows it to the others. And Gina was like, yeah, knowing about these dudes would have been some good intel. So, yeah, they hired her for security and then neglected to mention, like, oh, yeah, there's, like, these dudes in red robes that, like, carry knives and shit. They might want to kill us. I'm just saying, if you're hiring security, maybe tell them about the security risks idiots. Buster says there's nothing to worry about, but yeah, we'll fucking see. And now we see images of the witch again and Noah's Ark. And then inside the Ark, we see a figure with a red mask on. In the water, we see a shark fin swimming around. And then we see some like CGI footage of a shark jumping out of the water, which we've seen about 15 times so far of this movie. Like every time there's a weird vision, it's always the same fucking thing. Back with our heroes, they decide to get some sleep because apparently that's all they're fucking good for because they should reach the Ark by tomorrow. Probably would have been there today if you hadn't wasted so much goddamn time, but ugh. anyways, the next morning, Alan the cameraman goes to film some B-roll footage in the forest alone because that's an awesome idea. He comes across Buster peeing and says they better find something good soon or this thing is going to flop. And they like talk back and forth like, yeah, Buster, we paid you. You know, this has got to be good. And you said you wanted a longer story and blah, blah, blah. No one fucking cares. And then again, we get some more fucking flashes of the witch and glimpses of the explorer who found the piece of wood. Our heroes are walking through the woods. They find a pile of rocks and the priest says some biblical shit and they keep walking. He stops and just says so many like phrases from the Bible. I swear half this script is just like random Bible passages. It's insane. 
Benna finds another piece of wood in a tree and figure it's a piece of the Ark. They walk further and find another piece, and Benna can sense when it's pieces of the Ark, I guess, because he's a priest and he's magic. He spots the witch, I think. Again, the way that some of this shit is cut together, I can't fucking tell what's happening. But nobody else sees it, and they just keep walking, and then they finally reach the fucking Ark. Bennett starts stroking the arc and gets visions of the witch and shark and all that jazz again. And then he wakes up and he's inside the arc now. Apparently this arc just doesn't have a fucking door or ladder to get inside. And the only way to get inside is a magical fucking portal. Sure, why the fuck not? He gets up and looks around. He sees the explorer dude and Noah's son. And now suddenly he's underwater and a shark is coming towards him. And then Benna falls and he's back on the Ark, all wet. He stands up and the red-robed figure is there and says, We tried to warn you. We are not the enemy. We are the protectors. We then see the explorer is there and the hooded figure explains that his soul is trapped there, pinned to the floor of the Ark. And now his soul is trapped there too. And then now we're back outside and Benna falls to the ground outside the Ark and everyone else rushes over to him. So, if you're thinking... Damn, Steve, I think you missed a couple of lines in there, because that was pretty fucking confusing. Nope, I said everything I needed to say, I said everything that happened so far, and I don't know what just happened. I don't know what's happening. I am so fucking lost. I feel like the last, like, three Polonia Brothers movies I've watched, I've been totally fucking lost. And I kind of feel like that wasn't the case for all their movies before. Unless I'm just watching too many of them now, and I'm just, like, rotting my brain. That could very well be it. Gina goes to the lake to get Benna some water. Buster comes to her and informs her Benna is doing better. Gina and Buster have a conversation about religion, and Buster says he sees what Benna sees now, and he's about to tell Gina something when the fucking shark comes out of nowhere and starts attacking him, and we see blood fly, and I guess it's pulled him into the water, and now he's dead. Gina shoots at it, and Benna runs over to her and saves her from the shark, and she continues to shoot at it, and she thanks Benna for saving her life. But then the shark grabs her and pulls her in. Alan comes to Benna's side and tries to say maybe they're still okay, but yeah, they're, they're fucking dead. Alan suggests that they take a piece of wood and bring it back with them, but Benna says no, they have the footage, that's all they need. So he tells Alan to leave, turn himself over to the first military patrol and get help. I guess Benna is too injured to move, I must have missed that part, because all I saw him do was like push somebody out of the way. I guess that was too much for him right now. So he lays in the snow and he looks at the water, looks at the ark, and we revisit the scene he exercised the wood in. I don't fucking know why, but they replay the whole thing over again. We see more glimpses of the witch and Benna says, you're not really the witch of Endor, are you? And she responds, we are Legion. Benna says, that's what I thought. Benna says he would have thrown himself into the void to defeat her but she says that he must live. And now we're with Alan, and through his lens, we hear him say he doesn't want to be in a found footage movie. Benna comes up behind him, startles him, and tells him that no one should know about the Ark. So they leave the camera there, and they'll destroy like the book of the Witch of Endor and everything else about this. And I assume that they're just going to hope that nobody else finds this thing. They're going to destroy all the evidence. So they drop the camera and walk away, and we see a hand pick up the camera and roll credits. So, 
I don't know if you how close you've been following along with this movie. Um, I have a couple questions. My first one is, where's the fucking shark? I swear to God, we get like two glimpses of this fucking thing at the beginning and the end and nothing in between. Like, this was complete nonsense. So if you want to get into the poster expectations, fucking nope. There was hardly a goddamn shark in this movie. In this movie called Noah's Shark. So yeah, poster expectations, definitely not met. But we kind of know that going into a Mark Polonia movie, so it's fine. But this ver- this wasn't a shark movie, in my opinion. Like, they had a shark in it, but it is not a shark movie. It was just very confusing. There was just so much, like, biblical heavy bullshit that I just didn't care about. And it kind of made it hard to follow. There's a lot of Polonia Brothers movies that I will revisit. Noah's Shark is definitely not one of them. I'm not sure that it's going to make my list of, like, top five worst shark movies, but, like, it's, it's like, itching to get in there because it's pretty goddamn close. But, yeah, that was Noah's Shark from 2021. I watched it on Tubi, so if you think you want to give it a try, then may God be with you. Don't forget to follow me on all the social medias. That's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Slasher, all at Bucket of Chum Podcast, bucketofchumpodcast.com, and patreon.com forward slash Bucket of Chum. Some great new stuff going on over there, so be sure to check that out. And I will see you guys next time for an all-new episode of Bucket of Chum. Introducing Jake Bannerman, the Dark Lord of Horror. His tales aren't just stories. They are battles against real demons, struggles against the unspeakable, and crusades to shine light in the darkest corners. This is not your usual horror. This is not for the faint-hearted. Its darkness would consume you. Only the bravest dare to venture into this realm. Do you have what it takes? Drawn from life's most haunting moments, Jake crafts his blood-chilling horror tales that transcend fiction, plunging readers into the deepest voids of human emotion. But there's more to Jake's work than just harrowing dark tales. With every story that he writes and every book he publishes, he supports a cause that's close to his heart. Horror can heal. Horror can save lives. And Jake Bannerman is the living proof of it. Join him on this journey, where tales of terror bring hope, where nightmares fuel dreams and where the darkest of tales can bring the brightest light. Be part of a horror revolution. Welcome to Jake Bannerman's Hell. We hope to make you come back for more.